0: welcome back to the bizarre briefing this is the december 2019 edition of the bizarre briefing it's it's technically 2020 but as you know mm-hmm. we magazine counting for we talked about the previous month so that's why this is the december 20th hello true uh bryce Castillo. see join as always brent hughes hi that's me jacob merrill hello and john ryle hello this is the bizarre Ryle. round round <laughs> every time i say that you, you always mention that that's not how you pronounce it at all
1: i don't pronounce it the correct way so it's fine
0: <laughs> however you guys want to say it uh and this is the the mind things uh podcast all about uh the stuff that goes on at the various things that we do here modern rogue scam nation formerly scam school uh scam stuff the store uh the all the podcasts night attack report mm. killers and weird things hello everybody uh welcome to 2020 yeah we made it hello
1: uh-huh most of us
0: made it uh most of us made it yeah david did die and so mm-hmm. that's why he's not here this week uh no he's he's, he's actually here he he came he's here yeah. and he's like i'm gonna be here but i'm not gonna be here.
2: he's waiting for john to leave i think they have like a dispute going I'm gonna, on I'm uh, gonna, uh, yeah he's my tag
1: let's get team that partner. rumor started Once Brant wears me out, I tag in David.
0: uh, (laughs) Uh, Well, hello, everybody. Blood feud.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Uh, Let's get started here. A little bit of an update to last week or last uh, episode, Brant has now formally moved into the headquarters. Yay. Yay. Uh, How
3: is that going? It's going all right. Yeah? It's, you know, any situation. (laughs) <laughs> Any situation is going to have its ups and its downs, um, so a couple things. I mean, the weird thing is sometimes you just move over stuff and things kind of break, even though you go. It should be exactly. It should be exactly the same thing, but yeah. I'm getting like new weird bucks in Premiere like the day that I moved stuff over. Oh, weird. Um, but that's probably because I was using a new monitor. Um, so we've got which I don't know why that would cause the bug, but that's the only piece of equipment that's Maybe actually changed. you have changed. a newer
0: update version because they yeah.
3: just updated. Well, I mean, this was like the night before I moved, everything was fine, and then I plugged everything in over here, and then things started. Oh, right, because you brought that tower, you brought that doghouse PC over. Yeah. That's right. Weird. Um, yeah. Weird stuff. Um. But so I... I consolidated down from two 1080 monitors to one 5k monitor so uh, 5k oh I, yeah I, I knew it was 4k yeah So it was 5K. it's 5k and it's um 21 by 9 so oh, okay. so it's s- slightly wider than yeah. 16 um and uh and yeah so there's there's more resolution um just by a raw pixel count um but you know you don't have the bezel and everything and it's it's weird because i'm so used to like snapping programs to to the sides and monitors and stuff and having clearly separated um you know like i'll be working on my right monitor and my left monitor will be spotify or youtube or netflix or whatever yeah um so there's a little, little bit of an adjustment there but it's not too bad um you got a new keyboard as well. New keyboard. How's the new keyboard treating you? It's interesting because it's um it's a sixty five percent keyboard. It's the the drop alt, so you don't have the function row. You don't have the number pad. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and you don't have yeah. the uh, the like six keys above the insert home and yeah. Clutch. You've got like three of those. Six. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. Um. So I really like how compact it is. Uh, it feels nice, yeah. um, But the biggest adjustment for me is definitely using the actual number keys instead of using the numpad. Right. Um, I'm I'm surprised you opted for a keyboard. Uh, for for a compact keyboard at all. Hmm. Well, I mean, I wanted to experiment a little bit, and you know, sort of get out of my get out of my boundary of you know big full size keyboard. Um, and there, there are like function keys, so there's another layer down that, and you can program all the keys to be what you want. Oh, okay. Um, so okay. it's like if something is missing, you just press the function key and press another key, and it it works out.
0: So uh, along with this, you are now the room that you were, are moved into is the room that John is also editing. Out oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, formerly the equipment room, the equipment. This <clears throat> is no one. We do We have no photos of this in <laughs> oh, but God. the equipment has now moved one room over. Uh, to the green room. I did uh-huh. that. Yeah. Um, how is sharing a space? Because sometimes, because sharing a space, it you know, it's not always easy. At my last job, I actually, granted, this was a very small. It was like three people, but I shared a relatively big room mm. with my boss. We were separated by whole filing cabinets, but at the end of the day, it's still open air. It's still like both of our rooms right. how is it being you know back to back back to back no front to front back to back with, face uh, with, to face face to face <sighs> with john
1: <laughs> in the same room well we can't actually see each other we have to that's the True. one awkward thing in my mind is like every time we want to address one another we have to stand up oh okay like hello Brandt. hello john yeah um it it,
3: it depends on the day i think mm-hmm. um you know, I will say, John has been very conscientious about not doing things like clipping fingernails, <laughs> which we discussed last time. And I, I deeply that's appreciate he that. That's what
1: was going on all day when he's not around, was John was just clipping nails. Uh-huh. Um, so I haven't seen that. So that's been very
3: nice. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's like I, I use my
1: headphones a lot more than I used to. Mm. Ditto. Um, no. I was uh, like, I was like, maybe Brant won't appreciate the Sopranos blaring on the TV while I'm editing. Because <laughs> because John has always got something playing in that room when it's just well, him. So does Brent. Well, well and I well
0: I've kind of I just know that sometimes I walk in and John's like editing or rendering something, and he's got like Inception playing on the TV and he's <laughs> blaring drum and bass.
3: And <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 weird because I it definitely prefer to have kind of an open air speaker kind of situation yeah of course because um, that's
0: how most people will watch what we watch more i would probably say 75
3: plus percent of people will listen not in headphones or earbuds sure 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 um and so yeah that, that's a a bit of an adjustment um sometimes it's a little bit easier to um to like, uh, address certain things. So it's like, oh, if I need somebody to do something, whether it be John or Brian or whomever, um, I could post something in Slack, but it feels like nobody here, uh, (laughs) sees Slack comments as actionable. Um, but if I'm like here and I tell you to your face, it's a lot harder to, it's a lot harder to ignore that. And so it's like, okay, I can like pressure them. And I feel like something will get done a little bit more easily that way. I am, I am, I am
0: only here two days out of the week for podcasts and then I'm still editing at home. Um, and I'm here for shoots when we have shoots here and I am surprised at the number of times there have been things like that Hmm. of just like, like yesterday at the end of the podcast days, John and Brian and I were just kind of hanging out, which Brian and I have done for, for just i mean we we do it occasionally but now now that like hq is kind of built out we have been back to doing that a little bit of just like you know talking chatting getting getting to catch up with each other and uh little little stuff like that feel it it feels like there is way more of that than i initially expected even for me who is not here nearly as much Hmm. um i mean even like someone sent Uh, 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 a very nice friend and fan sent in a card a Christmas card to me uh, and Brian was able to go here is a mail for you Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, stuff like that you know Uh, you know getting getting the lowdown on what's been going on it it, it is nice to break out of this the the slack well you know those times Mm -hmm. though it it does make it tough sometimes because we still need slack we still Mm -hmm. need you know i'm only here a couple of days jason is sometimes here it sounds like we're trying to find a, f- a place for jason here um you know if, if bonnie is chiming in with stuff you know uh, there's there's still a remote element that almost gets a little lost if every if more
1: people are here it sure
0: not that this is a yeah well a, i will
1: crisis but i will say for my sake like uh our you know, hashtag priv- the privilege of being here has sometimes meant I don't check Slack very often, you know, cause, uh. cause I'm so used to Brian just having constant access to me. So if something needs to get done, he'll tell me and now Brant's here. So if something needs to get done, yeah. he'll let me know. You don't have like a Skype or a Slack alerts. Like I, I do if people you? like at me, but sometimes they don't at me. Sometimes they just make a general announcement or a general, uh. whatever. That's crazy to me. I mean, I have some channels that I don't get
3: booped on. Um, so like the scam nation channel, like a lot of times, you know, right before you guys publish, it's like, here's all these messages about what the title should be or whatever. And it's like, I don't need any of that. Um, weird. I, uh, but but then every, everything in general, random modern rogue, all that stuff. I get notifications on. I think the only one I don't have them is for the random channel. Hmm.
0: And everything else i do because if it's modern rogue stuff then it's usually about a shoot which i tend to go to scam nation stuff obviously right um you know equipment uh, scheduling whatever uh interesting interesting to know okay hmm. learning learning, but, I'm learning something but about it has been uses. nice
1: having brand here because there's sometimes some times where you know like he'll tell me to do something or or he'll ask me to do something and and i'm like uh no no, no Brandt, get over here is this what you meant uh-huh. Specifically, yeah. and uh, you know, just that immediate instead of like a week later, it's like, no, that's not quite what I meant.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Brent, I know you know a lot of, a, a, when we were talking about you moving in a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sort of uh, pluses of it was that you kind of work and were doing an off sort of schedule, a, a very evening and late night. Yeah. A uh, heavy <laughs> circadian rhythm.
3: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: but I know you've talked on this program before about being on a more, um, typical sleep and working schedule, uh, where, where is, is any of that lining up much in terms of your being here?
3: Um, so the, the interesting thing about working out of here and it's something I kind of expected, um, is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of habits are kind of, um, uh motivated by certain things certain um needs or or whatever Uh um so like uh when i go to sleep that was a big one it was always motivated by i always want to go to sleep before sunrise because once the sun comes up it will be much harder to go to sleep even though i've got like all all my windows all blacked out and everything it it varies it is very difficult Yeah. yeah So for me, it was always like, well, I certainly can't stay awake longer than 6 a.m., which means if I'm working throughout the night up until that point, I have to at least start at, you know, whatever time. Um, And and that kind of guides where my schedule lined up. Um, Whereas here, you know, a a lot of times I will will eat fast food or something. Well, all fast food places close at 10 p.m. So yeah. I need especially
0: to... out here, which is very suburban area. Yeah. Yeah. So if I happen which to Which is weird because in my mind they all close if <laughs> if they close at all, it's at, it's at midnight or two AM.
2: Mm. Um
1: because the place is near me. See, and there's some Catch places it. around here that literally aren't even open until Wednesday. Yeah.
0: Well those are for like fancy Ooh. No, like barbecue joints. Yeah.
1: You're this is Austin. Oh fancy, sorry. Yeah. Fancy for Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: um so all,
0: we take barbecue seriously <laughs> but they need those days they need those dark days hmm.
3: um so like if, if places close at 10 then it's like i need to be out of here like kind of no later than 8 30 yeah or so and light, yeah. yeah and also being in a different location i immediately want to leave like the second i get here i'm like shh i wish i was at home yeah. um so it's like okay which is
0: how you get more like yeah it, like that's a motivator you know mm-hmm. i mean when we come to shoot time that's very often like my headspace of like let's get the <laughs> yeah.
3: fuck out of here right yeah or, or like back when back when i did a work out of brian's house i was like oh, i really don't want to be here be so here. like let's get this done let's go yeah um so it's like, okay, well, if I have to leave by eight, eight thirty or something, I can't really justify getting here any later than one or 2 PM. Cause I need to get a decent amount of work in. Um, so if I need to get here by one or 2 PM, then I have to go to sleep by whatever time. So that way I wake up in time to get here by that time. Um, so I, I feel like over time I might dial it back like an hour or two earlier just because I feel like that would be like a comfortable rhythm for me to maybe show up here at noon, maybe at the earliest like 10.30, but probably like 11.30 noon. Yeah, yeah, Um, A very comfortable coming into work. Yeah, really comfortable, but also like I don't really wanna get out of here at five when there's a bunch of traffic out in front of the place or whatever. Yeah, Um, the road in front of here is fine when there's no traffic, but good golly. When it
0: backs up, it's a mess. Yeah especially um, if you're coming in from the other side and trying to cross the other lane mm-hmm. um, because there's not a light.
3: Yeah. So it, I, I feel like the one thing at the very least it's, it's regulated my schedule in such a way that it's not so variable okay. because in the past, you know, there might be days that I go to sleep at 6am. I might go to sleep at 4am. I might go to sleep at 11am or something. And so it just kind of went all across the place. And there would be a lot of days where it's like okay it's thursday night the episode's not done and i just need to work for 20 hours to get it done now that i'm here i feel like so much more empowered to say nah i'm good i put in my seven eight hours today Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna go home and if the episode's late then the episode's late that's just what it's gonna be um so are you finding that's Causing you to put
0: some of that time in earlier or making you able to put any of that time in earlier in the week
3: Well, so right now, now granted uh, it's only it hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's been we are in week two of yeah. me doing this like
1: You've only been here two weeks. Yes. Holy shit less than that um,
3: Yeah, so uh, it, it it is it's tough to say because it's also like I used to have certain benchmarks or milestones in my week where I go, okay, Wednesday night I should be at this point in the edit. Um, But with my schedule being broken up a little bit differently now that I'm here, it's kind of tough to say exactly when I'm behind and when I'm ahead of where I should be. Um, But I do feel like I generally get more work done a little bit earlier being here Um, just because it's like, it's a little bit more focused on the attention because you know when you work f- out of your home it's it's There's no rules yeah <laughs> it's- <laughs> and it's also like i i both end up working literally all the time and never and never go yeah. um hmm. and it just like it, it mixes in such a bad way um well i i am glad to hear that 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 seems to be
0: your initial sort of impression of of working here because i just it's i know you I, we, we've been doing this show and just like working together for a long time and i those you know those those marathon editing days for you are not good they'll catch up no. to you yeah you know and uh it, it i i certainly have that of my own where there's probably stuff that i would be more efficient doing if i had a more regulated schedule here or um but but like it was to another level for you and you you need a separation
1: mm-hmm. you know so i'm glad i'm glad to hear that question yeah. for Brent, since you've been uh working here have you been hitting the bench at all uh a
3: little every now and then just to kind of you know sometimes it's it's good to whenever you've been editing for five six hours straight to like get up and get moving and get the blood flowing and everything ideally you should do that every hour but
0: yeah
1: man <laughs> me and, yeah.
3: yeah, me and Brent are getting jacked
0: this year. So yeah, there's a, there's a, <laughs> a, a a bench and and a free weight set here.
3: Uh okay.
0: Interesting. Cool. Uh
3: yeah. Um but yeah, it's 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 working out all right so far. It but, I do have to be around people, which I'm not I'm not s- super in love with, but so far it hasn't gotten too bad. Good. Yeah,
1: we haven't had many like guests or anything. And I've yeah. been playing, in fairness, I've been playing a lot of, uh, uh, Brian Brushwood D, <laughs> you know, a lot of like Brian will come in and be oh. like, be like, guys, I got to think out loud. And I'm like, over here, Brian. <laughs> and, and you know, and he'll yeah. drag me off sometimes. And like last night we watched the entire first season of infinite train, infinity train, mm-hmm. you know, which sounds like a lot, but it's like, a, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a short cartoon hour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure we'll learn. We'll hear more about it uh, as probably as time goes on. A uh, quick update on Instagram. Congratulations to the Modern Rogue Instagram at hit Oh, Yay. Yeah. Ooh. Which means now that uh, in stories, mm-hmm. uh, people can swipe up uh, to. The specific links we can actually create links now
3: we can use links we, we unlock links. the ability to direct people to other places <laughs> which is, is is
0: such a weird i <clears throat> i think i do appreciate i do appreciate to some degree that instagram for lack of a better word is closed off in that way <clears throat> because twitter is like all of the other ones are a is people wanting people to go somewhere else, go to my thing, go to this thing. And it leads to a lot of spam. I mean, yeah. all spam yeah. on social media is about getting people to click on a link. Um, and for, for as isolating as it might be to have a platform say, you gotta, you gotta do not do it in here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it feels there's a there's a continuance the experience feels like i don't know a a single moment it, it doesn't feel hmm. like you're popping in and out and switching sure. and stuff um so congratulations to modern rogue show instagram.com slash modern yeah
3: yeah so so far we've been i've been doing like um <laughs> so far i've been doing little clips to I allow people to remember that new episodes are out and also things like first pass edits. Whenever we post something to Patreon, I want to have a little clip there just because a lot of times if you're not in the Patreon ecosystem, you you never even hear about these things that we post there. Yeah. So just to give like a, a little snippet there and then a lot of times, you know, I'll keep it. 15 seconds or so and I'll I'll post that to the YouTube stories as well. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And not that we have any motivation to do this uh but because we hit 10,000 viewers we can upload full size videos to the IGTV. But again, oh. there's like no monetization system there and so there's no reason to put the full episode on. Sure, 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 sure. Mm. Uh very cool. Uh congratulations
0: to Monerga on Instagram. Yeah. John. Yes. The In the past month, we've had another themed week.
1: Yeah, we've and had a lot of videos in the last month, including the themed week. Uh,
0: this was the forced entry week, a three-day three, uh, three day event on uh, YouTube.com slash Modern Rogue. Uh, why don't you tell us just a little bit about it?
1: Um, well, this uh, I, I guess I'll speak more generally about the last couple months, which have been super busy because... Frankly, a lot of sponsors have just been like, "Hey, can you do another video? Can you do another one? No, no, can you do another one?" And Brian's like, "John, John, John." And I'm like, "Okay." So I hit up my pipeline. I got my uh, editors and my audio guy all lined up, and we just started cranking them out. And that really helped for the three uh, the three videos in a row. Um, although, you know, in hindsight, there was a couple mistakes made. Oh, couple really? mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> there's one video where, uh, we credit musician number one and musician number two. Oops. Uh, so that happened. Um, Seems but like uh, there's good
0: SEO now for, musician one. <laughs> yeah,
3: finally <laughs> getting their dues. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but other than that, like, uh, I, I am enjoying the pipeline system more and more to the point where now, like when I, now that we're back to kind of a normal speed and I have to do a full video by myself, I'm like, ah, oh, I got to go through and trim out all the fat, all the stuff that's just kind of a, a waste of time for me to be looking at anyway. Sure. Um, uh, so of those three four Century Week videos, say how many of those were
0: not touched by a remote editor? Were any of them not touched by a remote editor? No,
1: all of them were... Uh, I got a rough cut on all three of them. Okay, very cool. Yeah, and the rough cut is literally just like them trimming out the fast. Here's a basic, basic cut that is, you know, at least 3 minutes longer than it rightfully should be. Here you go, John. Okay, cool. Uh and actually I'll talk a little bit more about that uh
0: when we get into Scam Nation. Oh
1: yeah, you've uh you've dipped uh, in a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, a, a little bit. But uh, otherwise like a, a pretty good like in terms of views pretty good for a themed week. Yeah, Do we themed week, we it, I know we've been we've done more themed weeks than we have in past years. Mm-hmm. and what we found especially on really long ones that they ended up having each individual video had lesser views is that is that smoothing out now as we go to or just normal weeks where we have three, three videos a week uh
3: that's a good question i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure i feel like they do uh, dip compared to just normal performance um but maybe not quite as much as they would in previous times uh, it's, 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 it's very interesting.
0: I mean, there's always, there's always, you you never know what factors go into someone, uh, making a view or what, you know, giving a view to a video at any given time, right? whether it's not just thumbnail and title and how it looks and if it sounds interesting, but also, you know, are they excited to watch a modern rug video? Have they been waiting mm-hmm. for one? Is there anticipation for it? Um, I was watching, uh, William Osmond videos earlier today Mm -hmm. and you know, his videos do, do very, very well. And he only does a video every few weeks, Mm -hmm. like, like he does big projects and those are what he's, he he does it one at a time, basically. Um, kind of vlogging, not, it's not a vlog, but in that sort of format Mm -hmm. and you know he he's got a very big Patreon. He does brand deals just the same as us. Um, but it's interesting. I think I think it's interesting seeing the the different ways that we approach things. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, you know he knows a lot about making stuff <laughs> right. and building stuff. Uh, whereas we're maybe a little more elementary. <laughs> if that's if that's a politic enough way to say it. Um, but yeah, so that's four century hmm. week. Also. Uh, Brant, was this your video? Yes. So we had a, a, a fun video come out uh within the past uh past month on blacksmithing, making a yeah. bottle opener. That's true. Uh, How was that? I know that there were some hardships putting yeah, that video together. It
3: was um I mean it was a very long video and uh It was like three hours. <laughs> It took us to shoot three or four. Something like that. Although it was simplified a little bit because we only used two cameras. Right. Um, using fewer cameras always makes the edit a little bit easier because there are constantly at every second of the video, you're making fewer choices. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it turned out well. Uh, one of the big problems we had was the fact that one of the microphones was acting up. And so it was just constant static throughout, um, which people can hear in the first pass edit. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so it it kind of took some work to, to get down to size and to not, you know, go deaf doing it. Um, but it kind of came together. I, I always like these videos that are really like. Focused on watching a craftsman do their thing, um, we we had that with the previous bladesmithing video, sure. and uh, and it always it always reminds me of Adam Savage one day builds, um, which I really love. It's just like, it's just presented as is, and it's not like overly showy it's not Brian going wow every 5 seconds or whatever it's yeah. just like watch him make the thing and you intuitively understand what's happening as they make the thing yeah um and th- this had a little bit more involved in it than the blacksmithing in so far as Brian and Jason made their own in parallel with with Jesse our uh blacksmith yeah um but it was cool it was it was it was cool i, I really enjoyed it uh yeah to to bring it back to the audio Stuff.
0: uh So that was the day where John was kind of caught in an airport and uh, couldn't make it
1: to the shoot. Spirit Airlines, for the record. <laughs> Spirit Airlines. Always a mistake. Spirit Airlines. <laughs> always, always, a mistake. always a mistake. Oh, gee, for the record, one of their flight attendants literally said to my face, "Nobody forced you to buy a ticket with us." I believe it. Look, like, yeah. man, they're very cheap. <laughs> Just stay in the facts, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, like
0: airport. No, we don't need to get into that, <laughs> but uh so we we were down john that day and so we had Annalisa lisa mm-hmm. running audio and i, I feel bad for Annalisa. we're trying to show Annalisa, lisa who has been helping out you've seen you might have seen her around in different videos some behind the scenes stuff i know she was on some of the uh the monthly patreon uh uh video right the
3: monroe patron show that's right
0: and uh i i felt i i feel Bad because a lot of the times when we've leaned on her to be doing audio, um, she's been put into positions where um, she doesn't know she she just doesn't have the she, she doesn't know when something needs to stop and be fixed mm-hmm. or when there's an acceptable level of say static or crackling, mm-hmm. which is only a, a situation that we're in because our audio equipment yeah a lot of it is is like a decade old. And Mm -hmm. bumped around, knocked around, thrown around and stuff.
3: Yeah. Go look at that fight choreography first pass edit to watch them kick around those mic packs.
0: Right. (laughs) And I, um, and so I feel really bad because I I know I tend to do the audio stuff when it's, when, when it's not just a small shoot and, um, uh, it's, it's, I, I just feel bad because a lot of the videos that we have very much had issues with have been ones where we've, kind of needed her to be on on that and Mm -hmm. i can't i'm not i haven't i i I don't want to set her up to fail but i haven't been able to help be in a position to help her succeed
1: right Um, well yeah i mean our equipment just shouldn't be doing that anyways you know
0: right um and so that that feels unfortunate i i I had a similar thing um with an episode that i'll I'll talk about it later um but it's it, it it's unfortunate and so she was doing the audio on that day and, and so i want to uh i want equipment-wise for us to be in a good place um mm-hmm. so that she doesn't have to try to solve literally an impossible puzzle um and i also take some you know I, I i take on some of the burden of that and like well i helped her set that bag up or there was probably some amount of time where i could have stopped and and we could have spent another 20 minutes and tested stuff or field test because it's always different. It's Mm -hmm. always different from setting it up in the bag to once the cameras start rolling and people start walking and talking, it, it is entirely different. And it's hard to account for that except on the fly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um, hopefully we can, we can address those two things and we'll talk about those a little bit more, a little later. One last modern rogue video thing that we've had many videos come out the past month, but, but one Mm. last thing is. The most recent, as of this recording, is a best of
3: video. Yeah, so we did like a, a little 2019 retrospective video. Um, it was a it was a really last minute thing. It was something that I uh, suggested we record the day before. We ended up recording it, um, which was just a handful of days before we published it, um, and uh, it was. It was, it was a thing that I wanted to do for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, we, we've had this weird scheduling issue with one of the Deviant and Babak videos um, where we had footage that was on a computer and then the computer got stolen. And, oh, what? Yeah. And, oh, I
0: didn't realize that.
3: And so we were like, there's no there's not footage for this part which is really necessary to this one episode yeah and then all of the deviant Bobek episodes after that like kind of build off of this information and they kind of are direct successors to each other oh gee so like all of those have been pushed back waiting for a solution to this one video um which is doubly tough because we were leaning on those we
0: before we were like filming stuff in december those were like the majority of the things that we had in the bank right. of shot episodes. Mm-hmm. So to not even be able to start those yet right. is doubly, tr- wow, I didn't realize that was the issue. I just yeah. knew that we hadn't
3: gotten the footage after that day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but, uh, I mean, good news, uh, it, it sounds like we maybe found the footage on like an automatic backup thing that happened. Oh, okay, um, nice. So that episode will come out this Friday. Yeah. Um all, all all things going well. Um, so the 2019 retrospective was a little bit of biting for time of like, okay, we need to push out a little bit. So that way, and can like get some equipment to recreate this footage and, uh, and we need something to go into that Friday slot. Yeah. And, uh, and I also really just kind of like the idea of, you know, sometimes we post so many videos that sometimes it's really easy to just remember the last five or something and be like and if those last five didn't really resonate with you you're kind of like man it's been a while since there's been a video that like really landed for me and so I, i liked the idea of having a moment to take a look back at the tremendous volume of work we have put out this year and there have been some really good moments and i think it's sometimes easy to forget just it feels like a million years ago that something like mirror signaling came out. Um, yeah. Was that twenty yeah. nineteen?
1: Yeah. And and you, for the record, me and my girlfriend, we watched uh, this video. Brandt edited it, and uh, we loved it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I I
0: uh, yeah. You know that was something where for scam school and scam nation, it doesn't feel right. Is not the word. it doesn't feel like a good fit to do a best of because mm. a lot of that is instructional. Sure, it's not a lot of experience-based stuff. It mm-hmm. would be like here, are funny guy. Ga- here, are
3: maybe funny things <laughs> that people have said. Yeah, or or what do you do? Like show the rev- show the end reveal of every trick, and then it kind of doesn't just make sense or it doesn't follow right.
0: Right, it's very difficult. Where modern rogue is, I mean, I look at other YouTubers at other big, very big YouTube accounts, and think of like some of them have. You know, dedicated channels to doing just compilations or best of clips multiple times a year, um, and now with 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 YouTubers becoming podcasters on YouTube, then they have podcast channels, and then they have podcast clips channels. <laughs> so you can just get sections of these long videos, but on a different channel. And then it it's it's uh it, it's weird. I'm surprised we haven't hadn't done one before i did the Hmm. yule log the modern rogue yule log a few years ago as a hidden thing as a secret hidden thing for a code for behind the scam video um and also it was not a best of video it was Mm -hmm. all the like accidents and flubs and stuff for just that one year, mm-hmm. more or less. And lo- looped, like four, four <laughs> or five minutes looped for an hour. Right.
3: Um, so we did do something that was sort of like a retrospective. It, it was less like a clip show and more of talking through the the state of the channel or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and we recorded that at the the, the cigar place. Right. Um, and it sort of ended with this whole look at the, the state of the Patreon and some upcoming videos, some of which ended up getting shot much later than we expected and some didn't get shot at all. Cause it just fell through. Um, but yeah, I, 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 really kind of liked the the idea of it and I think it came together, uh, generally pretty well. The, the only thing I, I kind of wished we had gotten a little bit more into, uh, one of the directions I kind of wanted to go for that was to like really reflect on some of the like, uh, broad sweeping, uh, uh, directions we we've gone through with the channel and just like trying to assess decisions we made uh, either editorially or managerially that we think worked really well or didn't work really well. Yeah. Um. And I think it would have been really interesting to hear Brian and Jason talk about um about an episode or a style of episode or something that they really wanted to go through. Uh, that just didn't end up paying off at all. Um, I I think that could be like an interesting uh, learning experience for the audience and and just kind of seeing some of the machinations of the show and how it works. Um, And I, I think they sort of relied really heavily on me to tell them what to say which which i can't really do for things that they think worked or didn't work so i kind of i gave them a bunch of stats and a bunch of like here are moments from the show and here things like that which is tough because that video like
0: you mentioned came out very quickly from the conception stage so Mm -hmm. i think if you gave them if they had more days to think about it and be like oh yeah this i can go and look and you know pick and choose that i think
3: that experience would be different i also think now that we have done one the next one will be much easier to like build off of and for them to understand kind of what that sort of thing is Uh, and i really also liked the idea of this being something that people could look forward to at the end of the year where it's like Hell yeah! I get to see like all of my favorite moments that happen throughout the year, um, in, in a really concise bundle, and uh, and it just sort of feels like a, a community togetherness sort of thing. Yeah, very cool. Did
0: um, you come up
2: with the title for it? Uh, no, Brian I, did. I appreciate the ballsiness of doubting the audience in the title.
0: I'm very. <laughs> there is, like I mentioned, there are so many best of. Uh, formats on YouTube are so many channels that do it that not just calling it modern rope, the best of 2019 seems like a huge whiff <laughs> seems very like the wrong
3: thing to go with. There, there are also some early iteration because uh, I, I feel like I've been very strongly blocked out of having any kind of uh, control in what the titles can oh, be really um and it has been that way for most of the year um but he did run a couple ideas by me uh early on and like one of them was like um kind of similar to that title but it specifically called out the 300,000 subscribers that we got this year and I was like those are probably the people who have seen these moments the most because they showed up watching those moments uh-huh. um, that, and also three hundred
0: thousand is a weird number yeah it, it's not it's not a bad number but it's not it's not a million and it's also not a hundred thousand it feels a weird a weird
3: well also it sort of reminded me of the the one of the radio videos we did. though, How that many was people like are allowed? 2.7 million or something. And it's like that number never surfaces anywhere in the video. And some people are like, I literally cannot figure out where you got that number from. Yeah. And it's never explained. So it's just really confusing. Yeah. Uh, that,
0: that seems like. Uh, it's just it's crazy to me that it doesn't say best of 2019 on the thing. And the title doesn't say best of 2019. That people know what they're tuning into, and they like that. That's what they want to see, you know. Mm. And so when it's like 2019's biggest MR moments, we bet you missed. Feels like it feels like a very passive voice. Mm. If or no, I, I take that back because that's not true. It is active voice, I think. But it feels very like removed. Like I I get in this headspace a little bit when thinking of like the modern or sorry the scam nation descriptions where like i i don't say i don't use the first person voice very much i say brian mm-hmm. is joined with these people to do this thing mm-hmm. uh, because it's not brian writing it and i right. don't think anyone has the expected expectation of brian writing it where a lot of the modern Rogue titles are um not third person voice, but a non-person voice, mm. descriptive, it's descriptive right. headlining, where biggest moments we bet you missed is weirdly feels third person. We yeah a uh, a uh, uh, for a tense that or um, a, a a subject that we don't really use very much. We bet you missed this. Feels
1: weird. And it does feel weird. And and as somebody who's been here for over a year, I will say that. Up until like, I'd say four or five months ago, there were still moments where like brand or Brian would send me something that would say MR dash, whatever. And I'm like, what is is mr Oh, modern rogue. You know? Yeah. MR is not, we don't use, there are very
0: few things that we use the abbreviations for and they are almost all the podcasts
3: i i kind of i kind of hate that the channel name is still the modern rogue oh, and so it's it. like some people say mr some people say TMR, tmr and i see tmr i'm like what the fuck is that <laughs> no one knows. Uh, yeah um but that's that video and <laughs> yeah it, w- it would have been cool to be like hey here's here's our best here's the best moments of modern rogue or whatever but yeah. The, like the, the, here's some, we bet that you missed out on the show. It's, it's kind of a little bit of a weird thing. It feels weird. It does feel it,
0: but also, um, there is, so the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a soft script here just a little bit. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so scam nation, we just, our, our last video that just came out, um, the, uh, palming, the a video about ways to make palming objects look more natural. Hmm. uh that was a sponsored video our first time having a sponsored video uh in a very long time uh once the domain deal ended um we kind of just were doing adsense hmm. since then um there, <coughs> nation doesn't do as well as modern rogue does it do, it just doesn't have the same audience mm-hmm. and uh and modern rogue is already going through a bunch of different ad people and and so it it's only recently where uh, skimation has been a little more stable in terms of views and has, um, what's, is there a word for when you have a dry sponge and you put water onto it and it kind of equalizes to the right level? We've kind of resaturated a little bit okay. in terms of our audience response. <clears throat> Could have gone a lot of different other ways, I think, but, uh but so we have an audible sponsorship to that video which was kind of a last minute thing it was a similar thing with modern rogue where it's i I think it just ends up being it's the end of the year and we have these budgets we need to finish using um and uh there's there was a number that we uh, softly believed that they wanted that video to hit and it didn't hit that video or it didn't hit that number initially And one of the things I know, especially just from hearing Brian talk about it is when you change the title of a video in YouTube, after the fact, YouTube will actively reserve that video to a select number of people just because
3: do we know this for sure? It is. Yes. Okay. Cause that also sounds like my uncle works at Nintendo and I know this cool cheat code,
0: right? There, there is, we, I, I've seen, I've seen the documents. No, we've seen statistics of this where it's like the title was changed on X day and you can definitely see a little jump in terms of it not, um, it's not like it's like re putting it in subscribers feeds and it's not like giving people a push notification, but I think what it does is it tests the water and see if it, if, um, it, uh, refreshes sort of the click rate for a video, Hmm. And so, um, at some point I just did that with that video of, I changed it from, I, I, I don't remember what it was to like palm objects, like a pro or something. Um, and it did get a few more thousand views, uh, in that span afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that kind of became just a very casual thing that happened in terms of just the city has been out for a couple of weeks. Here's let's change or tweak the thumbnail and the title and see what that if that what that does for performance um because i don't know what metric it would use to say um continue to to uh, serve a video to more people more what response it needs to like uh, we have the first page of this book which is do a thing and it it will reshow it but beyond that the other conditions have it have a video do better long term or in the short term are
3: still a black box
0: i don't know just weird, so, a weird a weird quirk with youtube
3: so what you're saying is if in a couple of weeks that 2019 retrospective title
0: mysteriously changes best of modern rogue because <laughs> that's what uh, okay back on the title thing that's what people <laughs> search for when they search for a channel they search for best
3: moments or true legitimately if, people do that if 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 I were like oh I need to pull a clip from our retrospective I would not search for uh moments uh, moments I, re- I, did, what? I missed
0: Computer, what moments did I miss from Modern <laughs> Rogue 2019 right yeah <laughs> so that was um, just a little thing about changing
3: titles I yeah. mean luckily we have tags and stuff as well but yes but also so, so okay here's another at, le- at least as far as like internally searching for
0: videos. oh sure 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 Uh, the new YouTube uploader, the new beta YouTube studio uploader, right? Which they've made the default now, despite the fact that YouTube studio is still an unfinished product. Uh, part of that is it's this multi-step upload process. You put in a file, basic information, and then monetization information and then last (coughs) miscellaneous stuff on the first page with the basic information. They don't, by default, even show you the field for tags, for keyword tags. Hmm. And they have new flavor text there that says, tags may be useful if people commonly misspell uh, a part, you know, the title of your video or or information of your video. Otherwise, they have a minimal effect,
3: Hmm.
0: which I think is very weird. Because I know when I started and I continue to do is like, try to have a good number of tags, some, sometimes a dozen or two dozen, uh, depending on what's in the video, what what people, what objects, types of things, types of effects, types of tricks, things that happen in the video that would never be caught in the title or the description, Uh, right? mm -hmm. You know, someone spills a drink, someone there's whatever, any number of things or things that go unsaid, like the proper names of some of these techniques, Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very weird for Google to say, like, these have legitimately a marginal effect.
1: Well, according you know, according to uh, the marketing director girlfriend I'm dating now, it is kind of becoming a trend where um, search engine optimization is all about, like, how do humans actually speak? And so tagging is kind of no longer really resonating with search engine optimization.
0: But it yeah but uh, that's also why we have descriptions right i i don't put tags in for stuff that people would say necessarily but i put tags in for stuff people might look for or if people are looking for a specific moment uh, like i mentioned that we would never put in the why would we ever say oh there was a fail in this video or something Mm -hmm. um and it's like an innocuous thing but I know in my head, there have been times when I've searched for stuff and it's like, oh, I know one of our friends was in this video. Maybe I can try searching for their name. Or this was a video about matchsticks, but it never made it into the title or the description. So it's very, very difficult to look for it. Um, I just think it's, I, I just think that's weird. To surface that information like that.
3: I wonder if, and this is probably not uh, the case because it sounds like a good idea. Um I wonder if they, they've they started taking um, the, um, you know, automated transcription stuff and feeding that into searches a little bit more heavily weighted than tags, because people probably just in mass, just don't use tags. Whereas at least with the, do they
0: in mass not use tags I mean, do, do you mean creators don't use tags?
3: I, I would just feel like users on the platform in general, probably don't. Although the higher end uh, creators almost certainly
1: do. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, but they're searching for keywords. There's, there's, there's search
1: terms. I mean, it's weirdly like, like, because I asked her about like uh, the Monroe Twitter feed, for example. I'm like, I'm like, is it weird that we no longer are th- that we don't use tags like in the Twitter feed? It has She's like, to
0: different though. But
1: y- yes. Yeah, and but. and. They're- she was like, no, it's it's like search engines these days are all about just regular language and tagging and hashtagging is kind of like getting phased out. But hashtags <laughs> are different than keyword tag. I I, um, I, yeah. I I I I I get that.
0: But also, they're, those are functionally different things that we're
3: talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Google has this thing. I know they do it with thumbnails, but I wonder if at some point they maybe roll that into just analyzing the video. But they do like machine learning to... Uh, look at the thumbnail and go like, okay, here's like a list of keywords that are descriptive of the thumbnail you gave us. Um, does Google do that or is that,
0: cause I know at one point in Slack, Brian linked to, or mm-hmm. had a, had some mention of a tool like that. Right. Um, but I, I was under no, I did not think that that was a Google owned technology. I,
3: I think that's a Google product. Okay. I, I don't know that it's, like, fully implemented into YouTube, but I think that's a Google product.
0: The, the basic idea is you would put in a thumbnail to this thing, and it would return, like, hey, this feels 51% happy, 10%
3: sad. And here's a bunch of keywords, fire, dangerous, blah, 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 Yeah. Um, based off of just what it sees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, oh, sorry, I cut you off, though. So yeah. you
0: think that goes into...
3: Yeah, I, I just wonder if that's also some variable in there that sort of um, gives creator-attributed tags a little bit less weight. Yeah, um, weird. It's just weird. Also, with YouTube, I wouldn't be surprised if they are like, eh, we're just getting rid of it, because I don't know.
0: I also think that none of it factors in. I I know that there's, there's the black box algorithm and it, the... The algorithm is a thing and it does do things on its own occasionally. But big data is not about, um, you know, a lot of metadata and trying to curate stuff. It's about what do people watch? What do they watch after that? And you do that 30,000 times a second and you build paths, right? I mean, there's all this talk of like, when there was all the talk of like the pedophilia rings on YouTube of people just watching all these videos of these home videos of, of families and kids, Mm -hmm. it's because they would click on one video and those people had also clicked on other videos. And so YouTube saw a connection between those videos and then they link, it starts surfacing one next to the other and it creates these paths. It makes like little dirt paths in the road Mm -hmm. uh, that by their very nature of existing, get stronger and stronger and stronger over time strands that's right youtube is a strand game but (laughs) but that's not unique or new to youtube every every recommendation engine works that exact same way if it's itunes telling you you might like other music like this uh if it's if it or spot you know any music thing at all Mm -hmm. Uh, you know movies reviews like all of that is just based off of what do people who make their own connections between things, what are those seeds of data, and what are the trends between those seeds? I mean, at, at a fundamental level, it's that. It's not like Pandora, you know, where someone has to sit down and say, oh, this is a four-on-the-floor techno song. <laughs> this, is a, this is a country song by Jewel." you know? Um, it's, it doesn't think that way. It just looks at
3: these patterns, um. Weird, I just want them to let me search through my captions. I want me. To, uh-huh. I, I want to be able to like type into the search box, uh, doing something right counter, and then <laughs> it finds the episode where they say very specifically that because it's just all the data is right there. Yeah, that'd be nice. Would have made the retrospective a lot easier.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we were talking earlier about audio equipment, um, and audio. Matthew's mm. more or less, we got um within the lab, I think maybe at the time of the last episode we recorded it. we had just gotten yeah and we're just on the verge of breaking <laughs> the first set of uh, road link wireless transmission uh, sy- uh, um, microphones wireless mics basically mm-hmm. And now that we've had them for a little while and used them. I have really dug this thing.
1: Yeah. Now uh, that we have one that works. <laughs> when we
0: have one that works, uh, it, it, it is, um, uh, it it's, it's weird. I think it works very well. We haven't, the I, I, I'm not like in a mindset that we need to test it anymore, but I so know,
1: would you be on board with getting a second one? Yeah, I have been for a couple weeks now. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but, um, with with the the old packs that we have, which are older and and are also a, an industry standard pack and more expensive because of that. Yeah. Um, uh, because we have to like troubleshoot them, there's a lot of like doing a lot of advanced stuff with them to try to troubleshoot them. Mm-hmm. Where these new wireless packs are very simply built, do not have a lot of features or or options by design, um, and so I'm I'm that's the only thing that makes me go like, well, if these mess up, I don't know what I would do about it. I don't have any button that I would hit and say, you know, let's try a different band because I because it is it does that itself. You know, it finds the channel bands by itself, uh it finds backups, it does all of these things. So that that's that's a weird thing of the simplicity of it. Uh but I like it. You know, they're a new microphone pack, so they work <laughs> like a new microphone pack. <laughs> The only other weird thing about it is that it's it's pretty big. It is pretty big compared to the previous ones. Uh, it, it's probably what, an inch and a half taller. Uh, it's a little more thick And that's because uh, instead of having an external floppy antenna, it is all a built-in antenna, mm. antenna. And it's made of plastic instead of metal like the previous Sennheisers that we have are. Um, and so... I wonder about durability. Sure. But that's that would happen regardless. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll see. Yeah, I would like to get one or two more pairs of them. Um, I think I would be ready to to make the campaign. To I've already wanted to replace our existing mic pack system, so I, I am on board, counselor, for <laughs> uh, uh, trying to move the whole thing.
1: Let's do it.
3: Have uh, Have any of us edited a video that used those mic packs yet? I feel like I have oh, not, not yet. Question:
0: Have we used? Uh, we've used them for some Scam Nation stuff, some easy Scam Nation stuff, like the the palming objects. I believe, I believe it used that, um, mm. and so I have edited that. I've used them on a couple ads. We've used them a lot on ads and billboards and stuff. Mm. We've been using them on shoot. Uh, I mean the the pepper and patty video oh, just went up. Okay. Obviously had yeah, okay. that. Um, yeah, it's 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 it seems it seems nice. H- have you guys ended up using them on ad shoots or anything where
1: i have not been there? Um, I have on a, on an ad, but
0: yeah. it, it's it's really easy to set up.
1: Yeah, yeah, really easy to set up, and it either works or it doesn't. It's not like staticky. It's there's never going to be any like weird interference. It's it's a digital signal instead yeah. of an analog. Um, audio signal. And so
0: if it doesn't connect, then it will just blank out. So that's one thing I am possibly concerned about. I mean, we always try to have someone monitoring audio visually as well as audibly, Mm -hmm. so you, you would be able to see that presumably if someone drops out in that way, right? but then if it's a little bit and there's a lot of noise and maybe it keeps, then you know hopefully that's not an issue you know that that becomes a weird thing at least with static you can tell when something's static right yeah especially with these things because they ramp up to like a <laughs> uh, full white noise volume uh-huh um but so i don't know that that that's a long-term concern that doesn't seem in 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 the in in uh, i don't know consideration for a long time
1: yeah. And now we also have a uh, a brand new sexy Sankin microphone. A new one? Yeah. We uh, we got a new one and the... A third one. A, a third one. one. Yeah. And uh, the one that's being repaired is getting repaired and should be here in about a week. Oh, that one is a new one. Yeah, that's that a brand on new one. Repaired one. Oh, yeah.
0: okay. There we go. So hmm. even more. Uh, these Those are our uh, undershirt sticky mics. So that you don't see the clip on people's collars. Yeah.
1: So, like, uh, if you've uh, fans out there have been watching some shoots where it's like maybe Jason sounds a little more muffled than Brian, it's because we had to use one of the cheap like uh, stock uh, Sennheiser, Sennheiser mics instead of our really nice Sennheiser mics. Yeah. Which are really expensive. Uh, they, they are kind of expensive
0: and fragile.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So.
0: Uh, so that's that also, Hey, uh, for the video viewers, you might, you might get to see this if you've been watching night attack or cord killers or weird things, you've already heard, Mm -hmm. uh, the results of this new product that we have. We just got a new Behringer X 32, uh, digital mixing system. And this thing is really cool.
3: Yeah. It seems neat.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, it has a bunch of inputs, which is really nice. Uh, Previously, we were just using a, um, I I don't even, uh, uh, it might have been 16 shared inputs between, Mm -hmm. I don't know, probably eight XLRs, if that. And then a bunch of RCAs and and quarter inches um, to now, like, 32, like, very, very many inputs, Mm -hmm. um, but also a lot of routing and customization options. So, I can. It, it doesn't have to. I can change these channels to be what, what, uh, whatever I want them to be. Um, we have the thing that I was really concerned about is we do uh, we do the streaming and the podcasting stuff, and uh, the podcasts end up being very live production focused because we do very little editing on them. That's how we turn them around so fast. And so, especially with something like Night Attack, we. Um, it, it It is nice when we are able to, to use different channel faders for different things. Having a Skype fader, having a Winamp fader, having just the normal computer output fader. I was really concerned we weren't gonna be able to do anything like that because that's not what this is built for. That's not what computers want to do. No software system in the world automatically takes a program, gives it a channel, shows it on a thing. Mm-hmm. None of them do that because they're not meant to do that. A lot of the stuff you'll see that does similar stuff uh, uh, will do that for like one or two things. And you have to set it up in advance and you have to have all these different outputs from your computer. Um, but using uh, ACO, different uh, an ACO for all setup and a, a voice leader, which is a really good um, donation where... Uh, 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 in-computer mixer, uh, we're able to uh, replicate, replicate that manually to a certain degree so we can have um, specifically channels for Skype. Skype goes to its own thing. Uh, vMix, which is uh, our switching program, uh, sometimes we play sounds out of that. That can have its own thing. Uh, Winamp, we can really whip the, llama, the llama's ass on its own channel hmm. and have a separate channel for all the catch-all all the other audio stuff. Hmm.
1: And I got to so, say, you showed be pictures of that before it came. Yeah. I was like, Oh cool. Like a little, uh, lap, uh, mm. sort of a, nope. So, it is a beast. It is, yeah.
0: It is, is two and a half feet wide, three feet wide, maybe three and a half feet wide. It's huge. It, we, 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 needed Brian brought in a whole other table to hold it on because it, it wouldn't fit. It just, it would not, it is, its Many, many times larger than our previous mixer. Um, but the things that we are enabled with it, uh, in terms of all of that extra flexibility, um, a lot of the processing that we can do live with audio, like this program now, we weren't able to mm. process any of the other, all of the microphones going in, uh, to that mixer individually. And so mm. this program, which went from being one of the best sounding programs on this, on that we make. Went to one of the muddier sounding programs because instead of being in a closed space um, where everything just sounded nice by itself because of all the baffling, we went to this very large, sort of echoey studio space. And now every mic can have its own dynamics, compression, and gating. Um, uh, all of the speakers can, we can EQ the speakers specifically. We can mix the speakers differently. So, uh, for example, the speaker under you guys, uh, you. May hear yourself a little bit, but I come in much louder because you guys are next to each other and you can hear each other. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I get more of a flat mix over here. If we have a thing over here for the audience to listen to, they can get more of a flat mix that has EQ on it, so it doesn't ring on everything else. Um, uh, I it was a it was a big purchase. Um, I definitely. I I like that I like the full version. I recommended we got the one that was half the size of it, um, but this is
3: great. This is very good.
1: We can finally cut our album, bro.
3: We could have done that before. I helped you do that before. How many big knobs you got on that thing over there? We've got how many big knobs? We go.
0: We've got four big knobs. Wow. We've got a big knob for you. So if I'm talking, uh huh. If I'm talking, you can I can big knob you up like that. See, ah. So, uh, And then one for me, uh, and then uh, one for, we can have our own mix just for the people on Skype. (laughs) We can send them less music or less sound effects and stuff um, to avoid uh, ducking issues. And then um, a master that we send into vMix for the actual recordings and stuff. And... Yeah, that's fun. Four big knobs. I mean, they're sliders, they're faders, but yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, (laughs) uh, I I always, I always like those, those little, those little presets where you hit one button and all of this, all of the sliders go to their own section automatically. It's very cool. It's motorized. So uh,
0: they, they, yeah, they can do that. It's great. It's so good. I love it. I love it. I love that. So that's uh, the new mixer. Uh, We have Mike TV and Trey Warren coming in tonight from Night Attack. Um, and so we will kind of put it a little bit through its paces by having mm. more, uh, more people in the studio, having musical stuff. Uh, we will probably try out DCA groups, which are a whole wow. thing uh, in terms of
3: S- sounds like letters for sure.
0: They are definitely letters for sure. <laughs> uh, and so that will be cool. Night attack.tv that'll be happening with that. Uh, mm. Jacob. Yes. You are the scam stuff representative for the day. I am because, as we previously reported, David did die. Um, what's going on in the store?
2: Uh, well, luckily we didn't have as much time as we expected. Morning, David. Yeah, uh, we kind of just got past it. We had,
0: we really, you know, it's twenty twenty. Got I a business was back to, to run. Work. Like
2: next day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but December for the store has been largely catch up. We had the whiskey bullets. For mustard. <sighs> Catch Oh, okay. I actually it took me a second. I was oh. I was confused. The kids catch they, they <laughs> up. They're all about cats up and yeah. I don't go for condiments. <laughs> um it was the whiskey bullets and the black diamond box. Right. And you guys actually closed down for a- We did. We closed for the week leading into Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Because we already had so many people that had placed orders in the past that were intended for Christmas. Oh yeah, And luckily we've been able to accommodate pretty much everybody, uh, that would write in and say, I need this by a certain time. Uh, but we just now got to the point where our filament center has enough whiskey bullets that they're on the way out for everyone. Oh, good. And as far as black diamonds go, I think we only have like 80 left and we're wow. expecting a shipment of 90 tomorrow. Okay. Wow. So those are our two big ones. And uh, there was a whole thing away.
0: there was a whole thing. I know there was an email about it, about the black diamond, right? Because yeah, there are yield issues. So these are handmade puzzle boxes. Yes. And the black diamond itself is a very, has a very specific margin of error when it comes to making them. Um, and so has the price already gone up on the black diamond or will it, you know, if it's, that's yet to happen.
2: Um, I think the current price is where it's expected to be. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I also think they're going to be more limited than most uh, boxes. So these will, at some point, get to a day where uh, like, we'll not. have to change the page to, like, this is the last of it. If it says sold out and you haven't gotten one yet, we can't really do much else.
0: Yeah. Basically, he would make the boxes, and if they didn't fit or if they weren't right, he had to throw them away. Hmm. And because they were so particular and because there's bla- all the lacquering and all the mechanisms inside, it... it- ended up being more expensive i think than uh than initially expected so yeah that's uh that's a shame to see because the black diamond is very cool it's 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 big the black lacquer looks really nice on it so
2: yeah uh we are currently already working on a 2020 puzzle puzzle box uh yeah i don't really know any of the specifics i just know that it's in development (laughs) uh it'll happen eventually
0: yeah very cool uh that's the the we're now we're in the haze of january we can break down the code Mm. of the year of scam stuff in the fall uh when we (laughs) say there's a thing that we're doing that we do every fall and we're doing another one of those it usually means we're working on a new puzzle box and so uh uh, that's what that means
3: Mm. okay
0: that's been the segment thank you very much for enjoying the segment (laughs) so good ted talk (laughs) Uh, any other store updates? I know David last episode teased um, teased more more products coming out, but I'm yeah
2: yeah. Uh, what are the
1: SS updates that people may have missed out on this year? Well,
2: I don't. Rem- <laughs> I I wasn't here last Problems. month. I don't Hopefully know. they're still gone. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. they're <still> not around. <laughs> uh, we do have one main new product that is uh, like we actually already have them. Oh okay, very cool. Uh, I don't know if David said. What it is yet, or uh, whether or not I can say what it is. If
0: you don't know, then probably hold off. So yeah, David, David's but, always it was always a little a little tight lipped about new products. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean,
3: what's he gonna do? Come back out of the grave? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> we oh, right. got that. He's, he's, oh, <laughs> screw that guy. He's no, I think he he did mention the last episode about there being a new family of products, but this sounds different than that. So. I, yeah, uh, <laughs> look uh, your I, I face plead the fifth. We'll I, I
2: know what you're talking about, yeah. but I don't know where to go with it. Sure, uh, well, there's cool. stuff coming out in stuff the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then fundraiser oh, stuff great. is
0: that, that's still going on
2: the Founders Club. It is still open, but uh, it's very limited. We're cutting it off. Uh, I, I think I, think I can say the number. Yeah, yeah I, right? that number is available, and we're we've been in the 900s for a while. Okay. So
3: fewer than 25 uh, left as according to scamstuff.com oh okay. really oh I,
0: I, we had it on screen i'm sure reportedly moment, right? fewer yeah. than 25 left fewer than 25 spots left very cool join the founders club scamstuff.com uh, one it's, day we'll have slows it down
2: yeah one day
0: one day we'll get founded <laughs> i imagine we'll get to 999 and brian will say well but someone's gonna want to be one thousand <laughs> yeah and but, then and then it'll be but well, we just got a thousand of them uh-huh. <laughs> we get it. so uh, very cool. Thank you for the store update. Yeah.
2: And it, it is also still open for people if like they pledged 50 and they want to be in the $100 tier. Oh, they want to bump up. Uh, yeah. Cause that doesn't add a new space. Got gotcha. uh, Like that. It would still be the same number of people.
0: If they were at 50, do they buy another 50 or do they just email you and
2: figure it out? Uh, typically they buy another 50. Okay. Uh, a lot of people will leave a note of like, this is my second $50, but oh, gotcha. uh, I just use Google sheets and uh, I have like all the emails yeah. And uh, I'll put these like, are not
0: Hacker Google. Account.
2: Put the newest one. Okay, so I make sure <laughs> that there are no duplicates of like if just the public showed up. Uh okay. so a lot of them I have to catch. But if people leave notes, then that also helps. Awesome. Very cool. Scamstuff.com. Yeah.
0: I got a little bit of an update on Scam Nation. It has been a little quiet because um as as we rounded out twenty nineteen, we did we had a handful of shoots. Uh, but we kind of ran low near the end of December, and it's January, and we're still pretty low on, on episodes. We did do, uh, uh, most recently, the uh, the Palming Objects video, uh, which you can see now from December 26th. That was a uh, neat one to shoot um, uh, because it was just me and Brian in uh, this the, the common room area of the HQ shooting this. Uh, it took us a long time to shoot it uh, because we did a lot of B-roll footage, and it was a lot of Brian figuring out how to do a talking to the camera bit, um, which I think he's still I think he's still a little uncomfortable with, uh, uh, frankly, because he, he, he's, he's conversational, right? Mm. He, he's he's all, almost always like talking to someone else, um, and I think it I think it's still. It's it's still an adjustment. We didn't do very many talking to camera videos in twenty nineteen,
3: and also like for the last ten years, he's been like so adamant about telling guests that cameras don't exist. Yes, um,
0: but then talking to being the one
3: to make the talking to camera joke. Right. Yeah, yeah. and so I think I think that there's also probably some of like that just habit ingrained in him that is hard for him to break. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but the, the this palming video was fun. To, you know, cut up really relatively quickly. It was, it reminded me a lot of like behind the scam videos because it's, it was also him talking to camera and finding the good take and plopping in B-roll where need be, uh, relatively simple. The, uh, funny, funny, um, I don't know, behind the scenes thing. So very early on when he sets up the challenge, uh, it, it goes to the six up where you see the different hands and the different, uh, 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 the different objects and all the text on screen and you, you see in premiere it's like you know one or two you know video layers and then for that one four second shot Which it's like, like eight, eight layers uh-huh. because everything has to be its own thing and then the new text tool in premiere that i don't like
2: hmm. uh uh
3: uh ended oh. up oh it- the text tool has was introduced like three years ago. So I'm, years like, ago. I'm like, new text tool.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. right. Did we, put that on, did we put that on the schedule? So, you upgraded? So,
0: so we'll, let me talk about why we got it. So that's pretty much all I have to say about <gasps> the following episode. So the reason uh, that I recently updated to Adobe Premiere 2020 from my... From 1992 <laughs> to Adobe Premiere. From my 2017.1 version was because uh i took a week so the week before i went home for vacation for a few days we were like justin was in town and we were shoot we shot like four three episodes of night attack in that in that three day span and went and filmed a bunch of other stuff um that will probably never see the light of day and or will not publicly be seen and uh we were very, we knew it would be taxing. So I asked John and I got plugged into the remote editor pipeline thing and uh, had uh, the episode, the, the, the riddle, the, the 200 year old, can you solve this 200 year old riddle puzzle? Uh, was rough cut by uh, a remote. Editor. And Matt David. Matt David did that. And uh, that one ended up the so it was that i picked that episode for him because there was not gonna be a lot of graphics for him to do he wouldn't have to draw out a puzzle and do lines and all sorts of stuff also relatively short shoot i mean i think uh shooting that episode was probably 15 minutes or so uh, uh very short to do because it was a very simple puzzle it was not even like a teaching thing it's just a riddle and once mm-hmm. you know the riddle you know the riddle right um and so uh, Matt did a very good job, uh, you know, doing a rough cut, uh, giving me, you know, cues for like, hey, you could probably do a title here or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that was one of the episodes where uh, Annalisa was was running audio, and the audio was 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 pretty rough for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So there there are two there are two shots that you can hear uh, while Brian is reading out the puzzle. Um, if you if you listen like on headphones, you can hear the difference because the uh, the room tone is different hmm. based on just the different outdoors outdoors at moon Tower versus outdoors here it still sounds really different yeah um, uh, so some of there are two of these stanzas that I think are are 80 yard um, and uh, uh, it did a very good job. He turned it around really quickly, which you know was good. Uh, I think by knowing how you guys kind of do modern rogue he was in a good spot to be like, okay, multi-camera stuff.
1: Yeah. Trim out the fat. Here's the rough, yeah. you know, with some notes.
0: Though, uh, I think next time I'll, I'll let him know. So we don't do first pass edits or anything like that for Scam Nation because uh-huh. a lot of stopping and starting and flubbing. And it's not really, it's not like there's anything really you're missing when, out of a cut. And so the way he organizes stuff is a little, is, is probably.
1: Uh, nest and nest and nest.
0: A little too nested for my tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but otherwise, like he, he did a, a really good job and it really helped me,
1: uh, for
0: that week to be able to just say like, please go do this and I will look at it and I will finish it up. Um, though cleaning up the audio took a lot of extra time, uh, adding in a little bit of graphics, the four line text that comes in, uh, building that out took a little bit of time though so using, um, uh, essential graphics was easy to do. Uh, if you guys. Don't do that if you're crazy because I know you guys have so many graphics on Modern Rogue. Yeah. Um, but it's easy to just make a little thing and say here are four lines and in, in After Effects you say okay uh, let uh, let people edit this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. And so in Premiere you can just, that's where you can just put the text and it will treat it as source text hmm. uh, in an After Effects thing. Uh, it, it, is, it is really helpful and it saved a bunch of time so that I wasn't building like 12 different comps in after effects and bringing in all these comps. I could just have a uh, central graphics in Premiere and do the text stuff there because hmm. it's all the same or it, it, which they were treated all the same. Um, so that was that, uh, Oh, essential sound using essential sound in Premiere. I've talked with you guys a little yeah. bit about it. Pretty, pretty good. Like pretty good to very quickly. Like, do some dynamics and compression on stuff after you go in and like uh cut or re- gain reduce non-speaking parts uh pretty pretty good way to tr- sort of flatly treat everything all at once hmm. uh i'd say if you if you haven't tried it out um or for like a short video try give it a try essential graphics Premiere. Uh, <laughs> A good thing. I think that's a good thing. Mm, okay. But I think I had that in 2017. I did have it in 2017. Just, yeah. So so full circle, oh, you yeah. had to upgrade. So I upgraded to 2020 because Matt... Uh,
1: uh, Matt? David. David. David, Matthew David, for the record. Apparently, I'm the only one on Earth who calls him Matt. Oh. Which he doesn't mind, but he goes by Matthew. I see. I see. Mm. Uh, so David. My mistake. David,
0: David <laughs> uh, it uses 2020 or stays up to date. And so uh, I couldn't read the file that he sent me. And because we use multicam, which is not a part of the XML standard, he could not just send me an XML export of cuts like you would if you were going between Premiere and Final Cut. Uh, so
1: I bit the bullet and I'm angry. yes. I tried to high five him for that and he left me hanging.
0: Absolutely, I did. That <laughs> fucked up my week. So here's the other thing. Here's the other
3: thing. Uh huh let Uh, it all out let the uh, rage flow uh, through uh,
0: you Bryce (laughs) so the podcast that I edit I edit Chord Killers and I edit weird things I edit them in Premiere because the timecode app that I use when I take live notes for the shows uh, gives me a sequence with markers for Premiere it doesn't Hmm. have an audition thing plus Chord Killers is a video podcast so just do it in Premiere it's all the same thing Uh, but that meant updating those template files and uh on mondays when we do all the all the podcasts and i publish them uh there's a point at the end of the day after i've done the edits and i'm just rendering for like two hours two and a half hours just render out all the different versions and put them out um where after after the end of it and i was plugging stuff in i didn't check the files and and For some reason it wanted to try to do hardware encoding for the rendering instead of software. And so stuff looked really bad, like the compression looked whack. It was totally insane despite being the right bit rate. And so it was just this multi-hour thing of like, why isn't this working? What, because in the presets you can also say do software or do hardware encoding and None of my presets came over from 2017, and that was really annoying. And so it ended up normally uh, Mondays, I am done with the day at about 3 2 to 3 a.m. And on that Monday, it was like 6 a.m. And it was very annoying. So uh, I'm on
3: the 2020 train, you jackals. <laughs> Here's the question Are you going to stick with your exact Version that you have right now for another three years, or are you gonna update when updates come along? Not if he wants to use I'll, the pipeline. I,
0: I, I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off as long as I can. Uh, I am or, gonna hold off as long as. I or can. are you gonna if, hold off
3: until the next like big number iteration?
0: Well, I don't mind update. I I don't mind updating in year. I would I would I would be hesitant to update years versus in year. Hmm. I'm fine getting. 20, the new version of twenty twenty, uh unless they make like a twenty twenty point one, which is technically a different rate. I'm not happy about it at all. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I'm at. I'm not happy about it at all. Uh, <gasps> so we'll see.
1: Maybe I don't know. Yeah, Matt, Matt was a little baffled. He's like, What is going on? Really? Like what, what happened to his computer? Like is he a pirate? Like what's happening? What? No, I... and like like he was just, no. he, he couldn't wrap his we, mind around it. You were not here for this. Every
0: month, Brant would come to this program and say, Here's the new way Adobe fucked up the entire Creative Cloud. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Here's a new issue that I can't solve that they maybe yep. don't even know about. Uh-huh. I, no, yep. thank you. I have to do I, the, that Monday schedule where I am done with the day at 2 a.m. only works because it is a well oiled machine. I don't have to think about oh, oh they treat WMVs different this week like it works really well and also legacy title designer the old title designer still whips ass and it's insanity that they
3: don't the, have the that. old title designer was bad no it was good it it was it was pretty bad you couldn't even center text yeah, you could no, it's or you, you could you couldn't align it to the center of your composition. You absolutely could in the old title. You're, old talking, about, You're talking about
1: legacy titles, legacy right? Title design. Yeah, you could. It was easier to center because it was actually built into the title thing. Now you have to scroll down to essential graphics to center. At essential graphics, you just have a separate tab. <laughs> I do have to have the essential graphics always present.
0: I, now I'm talking about 2017 <laughs> title designer. Uh, the old title designer definitely does
1: have a center button
3: yeah okay I, well there were a lot of bad things about the old title designer
1: I, I will say I love the fact that you can change a title without changing all the titles even if you've used reused the same title whereas like legacy it's like no that's your title card and it's in your bin yeah. and now it's then duplicate it and make another one if you need a separate <laughs> one
0: that's what alt click that's what the alt drag does that makes a separate one There's, there was a rhyme and a reason to the oh I just... <laughs> And uh, then we, I, we talked about that palming video That palming video that was like seven layers That would have been like 20 layers if I had to use The new title thing because all the diff- the Six different title cards uh,
3: No actually uh, with a text layer You can actually have All of your instances of text in One layer yep. at, in one clip Could you align The separate instances Yeah <laughs> not <interested> in <laughs> at, the, at the very least now you can commiserate with us on all of the dumb right ways in which it like, breaks. Do you know
1: premiere took away mkv motherfuckers
3: yeah yeah motherfuckers. it ever had mkv it did oh yeah for I, like, I, like a two-year period a project, two years I, a I opened a project two years but i was not i opened a project for the 2019 thing because i had to re-render out a bunch of videos as uh non-music versions mm-hmm. so that way i can play music over it and it, it wouldn't be dumb yeah. um and one of those videos I used an mkv as a cutaway clip because i had a screen capture from obs and it went out to mkv uh, uh and then i opened it up in in the current version of
1: premiere and it's like i don't know yeah. i don't know what to do with this it's yeah. just like doesn't doesn't work and like you look it up and in the adobe site it's like yeah we're just no longer doing it right like
3: which i mean whatever if, if you have ff impact it's super easy to convert it to literally anything else but obs remuxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah MKV now too
0: like mm-hmm. that's we so behind the scenes we, that's what we do we used to do wmv for the streaming we were just wow. record in windows media video because it was crash proof um and uh mp4 is not but mp4 right. is very easy to edit but mkv is crash proof yep. mm-hmm. so if it crashes the file still works up until where it crashed right um and you just need obs to say hey just do the thing to change the title or change the container Hmm. and it, it works. It takes like a second. It, it, uh, surprisingly works well.
3: Um, also, FFmpeg, if you ever have that issue where um, you have to integrate, like, uh, iPhone footage into a composition, yeah, Premiere freaks out because it's variable frame rate yeah, and Jesus. it has no idea what to do with that, yeah. uh, you can just type in a little <clears throat> little command in the FFmpeg and it just spits it out to a, a conformed uh, standard frame rate. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I got some third-party video converter thing that I think also does that. Amongst a number of things, but like it handles that HEVC iPhone
3: style footage.
0: Yeah, I've been
1: using handbrake. handbrake yeah. Line.
3: I think handbrake is built off of the backbone of FFM. Like. Yeah, ah. it is.
0: So, uh, so that's that. Um, talking. There's all there's all over tech stuff. Tech, mm. tech <gasps> of the program. One last thing here in January, if you are hearing this and this episode doesn't take three weeks to come out. I'm looking at me. Uh, we at Night Attack are doing SF Sketchfest this year and so uh, I think it's the third let me let me actually see what day it is because I think I have it pulled up right here at January 22nd uh, 8 o'clock to 9.30 o'clock in San Francisco Night Attack uh, is coming to SF Sketchfest at the Piano Fight Uh, it's $20 Brian and Justin will be there Uh, guests Veronica Belmont Anthony Carboni and Rebecca Watson uh, are going to be joining us, uh, which is great. That's a great lineup of people. Anthony Carboni and Veronica Belmont are very difficult to get in contact with. They are very busy doing Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Adobe. Uh, so having them back on the show in that format is great. Hmm. And, uh, uh, as far as I know, we will be able to record it. Uh, we will be able to put it out whenever we want. I, as with all the live shows, people want us to stream it also, uh, that is always the last thing on my mind. I know sure. For this one, we just talked to the tech people. We will have about 45 minutes to set up. I will have about 45 minutes to set up all the recordings, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably enough time for one person to do a two-camera setup, plus all the audio wrangling, which is always wrangling because no house is built to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So, maybe i will have my phone and we will do a stream probably not um but uh wednesday january 22nd the tickets are 20 bucks please come see us
1: and it's in san francisco san francisco
0: wow. we actually have performed uh the last san francisco show we did for night attack was that piano fight that bar but it was in the small front uh, space they have a, a front venue and they have an actual theater we're in the actual theater this time oh nice yeah, so this will be this will be a good one to come out to. Um, plenty of good guests.
3: I have no idea what we're gonna do. I don't. I never know what we're gonna do. And they probably don't until January twenty first
0: or so. No, about twenty
3: second. About 20 or okay. 5,
0: 5 p.m. Uh-huh. You know, that's when they'll decide.
3: Um,
0: so I don't. We, we we. I was talking to their tech person, and she was like, "Okay, so." you know, I, we, thanks for sending us long. Do you need time to, like, rehearse or like, be <laughs> in the space? It's like, no. we uh, nah. I might need to talk to the tech person a little bit, but we don't have lighting cues or music cues that they would need to hit. Um. So, uh, that'll be a fun time going out hmm. Uh, for probably a few days. I guess we need to buy airplane tickets Should do
3: that. Nah. Uh, uh point just uh <laughs> right on there with scooter or something
0: yeah no, s- that. we take a bird out c-
3: cross-country mm. segway
0: then two hundred thousand dollars on a bird scooter <laughs> to, go yeah. to san francisco yep. um uh, it, it, this is this will be cool we haven't done a live show in a while so that would be fun um yeah that'll be cool and uh i don't know what our next thing will be because we had people asking and i forgot to ask the guys about it but Uh, you know, we did, we did South by So Wasted last year Mm -hmm. during South by Southwest and our, our takeaway from that later in the year was, why are we doing this during South by Southwest? It is very expensive and very busy and really uh, a very annoying time of the year to do it. Right. And, uh, so I think. The general feel is that the Austin thing that we do next time or in 29, in 2020 will not be around South by Southwest. So if people are looking at the year, take that into consideration. I don't know what's going on with dragon con. We didn't do it last year. Justin went to dragon con, but we didn't. Uh, So that's that podcast stuff. All right. Yeah. Any, let's, let's go into some uh, off topic stuff. What's going on
3: in your lives? Off topic. I'm glad you asked. Okay. I've gotten into home cataloging. Uh Uh-oh. And it's great. Okay. It's, I've got an app on my phone and I go, here are all my rooms in my home. And then I go, hmm, living room. I've got a keyboard take take a bunch of photos of my keyboard and then i fill out okay here's the date that i purchased it here's the retailer that i purchased it from this is the model and make of the keyboard here's the serial number of the keyboard good Um, insurance yep and uh and then you know i fill everything out and i sometimes put down notes so like my my uh, dryer busted C two key. My my dryer. It's like at one point I got my dryer fixed. So I was like, oh yeah, I should I should probably note that down. So I figured out what date I got the dryer fixed, and I was like, on this day I got the dryer fixed, and this is what the problem was. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like I've just been going through my house, seeing everything, and cataloging all of it. And
0: uh, what uh, what what got you into this headspace of cataloging your house? That's a great question, <laughs> you know because I know you are a very fastidious, fastidious? Yeah, yeah, yeah you you keep track of what you do every day to a a a very intricate degree,
3: okay, uh-huh
0: uh you keep a journal, you do your homonichi, you if uh-huh. you did it, it's in the paper
3: somewhere uh, I would like to hope so sometimes sometimes I forget, but yeah. The whole idea is to have it down so that way, even if I do forget, it's somewhere. It's somewhere. So uh, now, what what kicked this off for your goods? Uh, you know, a long time ago, I had heard that cataloging your home was like a thing, um, primarily for insurance purposes. Right. and Which is usually just like... Making a text doc and getting
0: the serial number of your television Uh and laptops.
3: Yeah. And I don't know. It's just always been in the back of my mind. And then like a month ago or so, I just, it it just, all of a sudden it, it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, right. This is like a thing uh, maybe maybe i had ordered something and i was like oh it would be a good idea to like keep track of information from this or something sure and uh and just like anytime i have to remember when i ordered something to see if it's in warranty or something i have to like go dig through a ton of really old emails and try to see if things match up or whatever yeah. um and I just, I just looked through the app store and I was like, this seems like it makes sense. And, and so I've been doing that and it's, it's something that I, I, I try to like every week add a couple items. So I'm not doing everything all at once. Um, but it's fun to just take inventory of things. And also it, it kind of gives me a sense of perspective about one, just, you know, how often I get things. It's, it's nice to look at something and go, oh yeah, I got this like five years ago. I've actually had this for way longer than I realized. Um, and also it's nice to just keep in mind, you know, if I have things in bulk, then I'm cataloging it and going, okay, maybe now that I'm looking at it, I can see that things can be pared down a little bit stuff like that how granular are
0: you going how granular granular do you want to go um because you could i mean if you uh, wanted to you could be like here's a i got a box of pens right 10 years ago here's these big pens yes yeah, so, i have seven left so because you met you because on the screen you have home cataloging and mm-hmm. you did call it inventorying earlier <laughs> which i think are two explicitly different experiences sure Um, I can't go out. I got to inventory my (laughs) bathroom
3: tonight. So anything that's consumable, I'm not putting in the the catalog. Okay. So if it is like a pen that I run through and throw out, I wouldn't catalog it. But if it's a pen that I keep and refill, then I I will catalog that. Okay. Uh, So that kind of thing. But also I'm starting big and working my way down. So it's like, here's, you know, uh, here's a, a bed. Like that takes up the whole room. I should keep track of my bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a desk, here's a monitor, here's a keyboard. And, you know, kind of working your way down, usually starting with like electronics and stuff. Cause it's really easy for me to keep track of like where those are and where I purchased them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Very cool. Home catalog. And then also, oh, oh, I actually, Oops. I know why I started thinking about it Oh. because what was it two months ago or something? I thought my card had been stolen. Because it got towed out of my apartment. And, Apparently, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there was nothing in it. So there was nothing to be stolen. But I started thinking damn, if somebody like breaks into my apartment and steals my stuff, or if I left something in my car and it got stolen, sure. it would be really, really useful to have some sort of documentation and proof that, yeah, I actually owned this stuff and it was right here. Sure. I mean, um, that's, yeah, renter's insurance.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. So maybe
0: not to so that. Degree, maybe not that fidelity, but <laughs> but it,
3: that's that's the fun of it for me. Okay, there you go. All right, uh, uh, Jacob,
2: uh, anything going on with you lately? Uh, hmm. I have been recently very strongly considering trying to buy or build uh, like a little soundproof room okay. for myself. Very cool. Yeah, uh, and I actually I was cool just thinking that you guys could probably give me good advice on that at some point.
0: Hmm. You know, a lot of the rec- a lot of the stuff that we record. Is um, in on location, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where e- even the podcasts, this room is 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 treated, uh, but it's not a perfectly dead room, you know. Uh, even the warehouse, which is very well insulated, um, is still not a perfect audio space, um, and I I I don't. I mean, I I could probably you know. Look up and see because there you can get yeah you know dedicated padded rooms.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's I, I've been looking at. You can buy like a really small like three by three and, and just build it. Yeah,
1: yeah. first rule the soundproofing. There's no such thing as soundproofing. Like you just want to in an dampen. anechoic chambers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just yeah. want to yeah. dampen as much as possible.
0: But also, I mean, that, th- those rules are those rooms are purpose built for that. It's not like treating. A, I I would say there is. There is a sound. There is soundproofing mm.
2: for a soundproof room. Mm. Okay, there's, there's probably soundproofing to the extent of like I could scream as loud as I want and no one will know. You ever that see? Thing.
3: You ever see Ace Ventura where he like opens yeah. up the door? <laughs> you tell me. There's not soundproofing. Ace Ventura says otherwise. Right. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let, uh, hit us up. We'll, we'll figure that out because we. we <laughs> You know we we don't
3: have that yeah i also think it depends on the space and and how you're using it um yeah because it's like you know sometimes it's helpful to have panels behind you to kind of deaden reflections or whatever and sometimes uh, you know it just it all varies
0: yeah and when you're in i don't know if you've ever been in like a soundproof or a very heavily sound treated room yeah um it's eerie hmm. It is it is shockingly quiet um and not not e, e, not even the ones where it's like they're scientifically soundproofed and you go and if you stay in too long you will start to hear the blood in your ears and you will go deaf um
3: but like you just like even well, i don't, I don't like think
1: that. you go deaf but no, you, you don't you go can't deaf.
3: you can't hear the blood in yours
1: <laughs> <laughs> watch the Veritasium video on who's that Anna boring veritasium veritasium did a video on it okay well
3: it's you hear it's it's a thing I could probably hear my tinnitus in that room. Oh, yeah. Do you have very mild tinnitus? Uh-huh. Every, every time I lay down and go to sleep, I'm like, God damn it. Oh, weird. Wow. You I'm
0: surprised you don't have like a clock radio or a podcast or something you put on at night.
3: Yeah, I turn on the overhead ceiling fan so that way I can kind of hear the the mm. low wind currents. Okay, Okay.
2: As someone who has it, do you ever consider like the pronunciation of it? No, because I've I've heard people that get snobby about it.
3: Really?
0: Oh, yeah, because
2: really? it's it's like apparently it's tinnitus, I think is how it's, it's supposed tinnitus. to be pronounced.
0: It's tinnitus. But
2: yeah, I've had I've heard people be like, it's not pronounced tinnitus, and they, it's a big deal if you're in front of the they wrong can't person. hear me say
0: it wrong anyway. So <laughs> uh, no, that's
1: yeah. that's that's a weird thing.
0: Uh, cool, uh, John. What's up with you? Anything?
1: Uh, bought a bunch of stuff to build flats. Which is not going to happen Wait. this week because I'm sick. And by the way, I'm not doing the Hollywood thing. I'm just sick, and my eyes are red, and blah blah blah. He's got his sunglasses. He's I his have sunglasses. sunglasses on, audio listeners. Yeah, but I bought a bunch of stuff to build flats. This guy Jacob is going to help me. Um, but yeah, we just me and Corey went out, and Corey's our. Uh, he helps out with the locate with the site. He's one of our people, yeah. and we went out this with his site. big ass truck and got a bunch of stuff to build flats because oh. we're building a set in in the soundstage to just because it's a soundstage and we need a set. Sure. We've been hearing
0: about the flats for a long <laughs> time, so yep. I'm glad yeah. to see that they will
1: finally happen.
2: Finally happen. No, the that's soundstage great. out there. Yeah, it's the, the big
1: barn. Okay, thing. see,
2: because I've I still have no idea if that's supposed to be the warehouse or the no stage. they're yeah. never gonna get it. Uh, so they're they're not, this not is not a whole thing from the warehouse, to warehouse it sounds like the, the warehouse is, is not happening that's what I thought every
1: like Brian keeps trying to come up with all these legal loopholes I'm like they are never ever I, ever they, gonna allow us I personally
2: lost hope yeah. but then so, uh, people, so people will restore so people get lost, lost back this. Up. Up. Yeah. so
0: there uh, there are weird uh complicated usage um there, there's usage restrictions about the type of every every property you get uh, has is designated for certain types of usage and um, the production stuff that we do here you can file it under one thing very easily but running explicitly a store or a fulfillment or any number of the things that you guys do at the current warehouse uh, do not fit at all in that they fit under another thing which we are not allowed uh to call it for a variety of reasons yeah um so we got that big steel structure which was originally going to be the new warehouse for you for you jacob and david rowan rest
1: in peace um And then uh, I'd like to it's... take a little credit here because Brian was like, you know, mourning the fact that he couldn't use it as the warehouse, and I'm like, well, that's our fucking soundstage, dude. That's our set. Like the okay, but so I have you to sound.
2: blame. This is a, this, well, this.
1: This is, is a... not where you want Jason and Brian doing their crazy no, hijinks. I'm talking terminology. This is
0: a soundstage. This is set up. This has been treated as if it is.
1: But it doesn't sound nearly as good as the the barn.
0: The Bard is a great name for that. Call <laughs> it oh, the barn. This is this is the thing that gets name. Mm-hmm. All of our names are fucking backwards. <laughs> okay. Everything. Okay. Uh-huh. We have two warehouses. We have two sound stages. We've got a green room that is not even green, and <laughs> nobody uses. And it is now the equipment room. You guys are editing out of the equipment room, which has no equipment in it.
3: Everything's called Night Attack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the the na- This place doesn't have a name. Still, I think you can still buy the name of the warehouse soundstage barn that's right thing. If, if you'd like to purchase it uh I, I, probably the only restriction is it can't be too vulgar
0: yeah i think but it's i think there's probably some and then proper names might be a thing that we take a look at yeah the pitch is that we name it after
1: you the person who purchases that right oh we'll see but
3: yeah a lot of places around here is like um like if if you're playing a competitive game and then uh it's new so a lot of the locations on maps people haven't quite figured out what to call them yet so you're like trying to call it like oh there's a there's a bad guy over at the the barn and then they're like is that the is that the warehouse is that uh, what are you talking about the community has not settled into Uh Uh right
0: keywords for different yeah. things but, yeah. so
1: my understanding is that this is podcast studio out there is sound stage we work in the editing room and the green room is now the equipment room saying all the good <laughs> sound equipment and all the
0: sets are here anyway
3: i called the sound stage the warehouse for a long time and then it's like well it's uh, not gonna be a warehouse and, and,
2: I've heard and i'm say, this the warehouse yeah. What? And that really confused me. That's super confusing because I've never not, heard not that. The whole place that's... you might
0: call a warehouse, but Brian calls it campus, which I think is a very.
2: I thought this was just HQ. Which,
0: well, so I've also. <laughs> you're right. Hey, you're right, Jacob. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, the kitchen slash common
3: area slash there's a couch in there. Yeah, I call that the kitchen. Even the far side with the with the couch—that's that's, hard to call. I don't, it a ca- I don't. I don't. really call that anything. It's the situation because it room. barely exists. It
2: is not a situation. It's room. a <laughs> situation room. There's it, a whiteboard.
1: It's the war
3: room. The The, white, the, <laughs> the whiteboard the white belongs kitchen. to the kitchen. The whiteboard. is Yeah, the yeah, kitchen.
2: yeah, yeah. Never heard of a kitchen. With it's, a whiteboard it's really is, okay. It's
3: really just a wide hallway <laughs> with appliances in it. It is not a lot. Actually, not a lot of appliances. Yeah, it has more little, cabinets than anything. It has a. It has like. Four half fridges. <laughs> it almost has one fridge. It definitely doesn't have a stove. No
1: Funny stove.
3: Enough, there is
0: a fridge and freezer on campus. Uh-huh. It is not in this building. It is in and the bar.
1: And it's a full size fridge it's a and real freezer, fridge. which I only its only function right now is to keep my giant ice cubes frozen for my coffee. How are you gonna have a soundstage without a bunch of refrigerators in <laughs> running constantly yep. all the time with ice makers? I will say.
3: <laughs> I will say. Working out of the editing room. That's one thing I'm not a huge fan of is the mini fridge because I do hear it. And it's just like because I I, I used to back when I first started editing stuff here, I would edit in my apartment room, my very small apartment room, which I also slept in and also had a mini fridge in and did literally everything. in. I didn't leave that room. And so I would have a mini fridge right next to me when I was editing and it drove me insane.
1: See, I thought it would help with Um. your tinnitus uh no
3: but it's oh. mild, but his is so mild he only hears it at night
1: oh uh, right
3: or or just when it's quiet enough
0: i mean yeah but i'm saying like okay anyway i don't
3: know but also a high pitch of wine is not really a great substitute for tinnitus because it's the same thing <laughs> yeah. except the fridge is louder that's true uh very
0: cool uh uh for me so what have you been up to bryce
3: thank you for asking
0: i uh I have really like gone in the deep end on oh, a no. competitive spy party. Okay, what? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, pull, I'm pulling so, this up. The spy party is a video game. Spy oh. party is a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a two. It's a two. It's a one v one uh, multiplayer game uh, where someone is a sniper and someone is um, a uh, a spy in a a party and you have to nice as the spy you have to do things in the half of the people on the crowd are, hopefully they're googling this and not checking twitter (laughs) and they're just like god what time is it (laughs) no uh, uh and so they run their own um competitive league of spy party and so uh they even have like prizes and the whole tournament bracket set up um and Just I've just been watching this. They're like high-level spy party uh, casts for the past like week, and it's cool, man. It's it is very it is the most sport e-sport that I've been able to um, kind of stand as Hmm. e-sport games go. This one feels and uh, has the excitement of like watching football Hmm. because. And it's, they have good casters for this, which helps out a lot, who are really knowledgeable at the game. And so, you know, once you're like, oh, man, what's he going to do? He did all of the, like, invisible missions he needed to do, but now he's got to do – he's got to put a bug on the ambassador, and there's it, that's a hard tell. So when your guy does it, uh, your character does an animation that no innocent NPC would ever do. They move their arm like this or – you know they they move their arm in a way that nobody no other npc would
3: so the spies have objectives they have to complete on the map they have to go around and complete these objectives um but they have to do so while blending into the surrounding npcs and if the the sniper sees the spy and they go oh i can tell that you're a human person then they shoot them and they win
2: oh i right. saw video game donkey play it for four minutes Okay, that's yeah. About it.
1: So when, when Bryce if you t- shoot a non real person you lose. Yeah. Th- then the sniper loses. That's yeah. right.
3: So when Bryce is talking about hard tells and soft tells, it's like, oh, there are some objectives that they can complete that if the sniper sees a specific action, then they'll know, oh, yeah. that's gotta be a human. Right. Where are cool. like
0: soft tells where like NPCs will talk. And so some of the things that you do trigger the talking animation, which other NPCs will do. Yeah. um but then there are layers of that of like how do you um you know what are the things that you look for what are the things that um make someone suspicious what are the things that a human is more likely to do than an npc is more likely to do they have a whole behaviorism behavioralism uh method of like play where you're like oh but an npc really go from one conversation to another conversation to another conversation like weird weird stuff like trying to decipher the 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 an artif an actual artificial intelligence yeah like
3: behavior routines and stuff and then there's also like a a big part of the gameplay is like uh uh reducing your number of possible humans um so you'll have a total field and you can low light people so you can basically um make them you know their their character looks darker like you you put a 20 percent opacity black layer on them or something it's a low light like the opposite of a highlight yeah Yeah. just so that way you can you can say okay this is a person i'm not even going to pay attention to anymore because something just happened that only a human could do and this wasn't that person it's a logic puzzle it's a timed
0: logic puzzle and it's all
3: about perception and
1: vision do human players ever try and fake it out by like walking into a wall for a little Uh, bit
0: no but you have to be careful about what path you take you have to be mm. you have to be aware of when uh you collide with another character what the ai would do in terms of bouncing and trying to path around each other um you know if you are like, too close if you walk too close to somebody you need to do like that arm move to if you path it in such a way that you can hide that arm that's going to be really suspicious but is that better than doing it uh doing a very visible tell and hoping that they aren't looking Um, you know, that's sort of the interplay
3: there. And also some moments where like when an NPC goes to a group of people and they're like, I'm going to engage with this group of people and start talking to them. They, they walk in a specific pattern that is, you know, the, the computer routes a pattern. They follow that pattern and they land right where they need to, to be in this conversation. But if you're a human and you say, oh, I want to do that. And you end up walking to the spot and then missing the spot by a little bit and having to like readjust your character to be in the spot to say, I'm going to engage in this conversation. That could be a big giveaway because the sniper could see that and go, Oh, well the AI would have just it would landed right it on that start side. or fix itself. It doesn't even uh, fix itself Yeah. Cause it would do it right the first time.
0: And so there are a lot of executional things like that where, mm. you know, when you see videos of like people who like YouTubers playing the game, that's, a very big tell is when they like stutter step right where they stop and stop and start and start um and when you watch the high level play that stuff is all like smoothed over they know where to start and stop they know how to pass stuff it's 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 really cool watching this stuff. and mm-hmm. i think i think a lot of people won't do it i think there probably isn't much but it it i think proves very uh very well spy party has a legitimate esports competitive game
2: hmm. yeah. do you choose who you be or is it random assignment uh,
0: it uh, if, if you're just playing the casual uh you i think you can pick the whole cast of 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 who is in in play and who has different roles uh in the competitive mode i think they can pick some roles but they i think it's randomized who their actual character is Uh, it's very cool. I want to play it. I also have not played it. I've watched a lot of this game and still have not played it. Hmm. I think I have a stream coming up on Friday that I kind of want to do, but I want to find someone who wants to play it. Sure. um, So that it's not just me trying to find randos because I think the community, like they have a Discord and people look for stuff there, uh, but I don't think the audience and the people playing it is enough for there to just be an open lobby for matchmaking, which makes it tough. So, uh, that's, that's by party. That's kind of what I've been really into. It was very funny because we do chord killers and every week I have to like talk about something, you know, mm-hmm. a TV show or movie. And I've had like nothing. It's been this for the past week. Uh, mm. uh, any other off topic stuff? Any other, any other stuff? Okay. Well, this is uh, the part of the show where we uh, talk about uh, plugs. Jacob. As the newest member here, we're gonna start with you. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote?
2: Uh, John's newer than me. <gasps>
1: oh snap! Yeah, what John. Huh? What would you what Would you like to? Oh, uh, I'm rank? on Twitter. Oh, look, know. look me up. Skeptically pound. Sure. Okay, there we go. Jacob?
2: Uh, I'm also on Twitter, but I don't really use it. Uh, I'll probably, I've wanted for a while to start like actually using Twitter. So maybe I'll get around to it and then I'll plug it. 2020. Yeah, we'll Mm -hmm. see. 2020. Let's make bad decisions.
3: Uh, Brian? These are real, more real than David's death. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I think I explicitly didn't say
3: plugs because I thought I would say them later to tee
0: you up for that. And then I did not say plugs.
3: Fair. So that's great um okay uh you can find me on twitter at get that's g-a-t-o-w-a-g or instagram at the same name or twitch at the same name or just about any uh, all of the modern Rogue show uh social accounts are me as well that's right
0: uh you can find me on twitter at brycas i do a lot of streaming here on the twitch account night attack or twitch.tv slash night attack uh, I also man the at scam nation show accounts on Twitter and Instagram. So those are usually me uh, this show is called the bizarre briefing. We do it every month. Uh, you can find more at bizarrebriefing.com. You can find past episodes, show notes, time codes, links, all that sort of good stuff there. If you want to watch the video version of this, if you're, if you're a millennial and you need to watch <laughs> the video version of this, go to youtube.com scamstuff That's also where we post, uh, the video version of this program. We record this, we try to record this at the end of the month, uh, New Year's and stuff made it tough. We didn't talk about New Year's. Everybody have a good New
2: Year's?
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Sure. I, I was wondering if, like, the, it's a new decade, if that was going to be a big deal. And oh. I, I realized that a millennia was transitioned into, yeah. like, in all of our lifetimes. Y2K, yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, no, it doesn't Old hat at all. Yeah. Old hat. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but we can appreciate it better. Mm. Mm. We can appreciate mm. it better than 20 years ago.
2: Mm.
0: Okay. So... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: i just worked during all of new year's so yeah
0: i uh saw a bunch of illegal fireworks in downtown
3: yeah
2: oh my neighborhood was crazy with fireworks yeah i I would no respect like at 11 p.m and like it's like there's probably a baby in the area i heard some fireworks
3: at like two or three a.m yeah and i was like i hate you a lot a lot during the day of new year's eve also yeah very early well also that was, that was the weirdest uh, one. very ar- early fireworks around here people do fireworks for all holidays that's right it's ridiculous that's right um
0: so uh new year new us uh but same old links uh and all that good stuff uh thank you guys so much for watching we will be back with a new episode next month uh, but until then we're gonna say bye-bye. bye
3: bye bye